Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. I don't know how Fridays, I say this every Friday, but I swear it comes faster it and does. faster. It just pops up. Is this like when you were little, remember how summers used to feel like an eternity? Like a summertime was a lifetime. Yes. And I can't believe that it's already summertime, which happens to be my favorite time of year. Love summer. I love going swimming every day. Today is actually the first day that my hair has been straight in about two or three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> because it is way too hot in Atlanta and Extremely it's just, hot. it's no need to fight it is what I've decided. So yeah, enjoy this because it looks good. Thanks. <laughs> it's going to be back to au natural. Yeah. After Not the getting weekend. in the pool, but I'll definitely relax by the pool. You got to learn how to swim. I know. I know. I know. It's just. You are such a stereotype. One of those. Black people, I know black, black people can't, can't swim. swim. <laughs> just a stereotype. <laughs> but I'll try to my best to look cute in my swimsuit, though. Well, you, yeah, you definitely do that. <laughs> definitely. But um, it's a lot going on right now, and it's yes. such an exciting time. Um, we're getting ready for Camp Kizzy and Project James. It is less than a month away. Literally. Yes. I am so excited. And um, it was really crazy. And I was, when we were talking, we were having our pregame at Flying Biscuit. That's what we do. Yes. We have a little bite to eat before we come into the studio. And it was Talk good. about, oh my goodness, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey. Brandon's our server, who is our server today at uh, the Flying Biscuit. And he was just like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I like this one and that one. And I was <laughs> like, okay. I was like, well, you know, when we come here to eat, then we're headed there. He was like, I didn't even know that. So shout out to Brandon, who always takes such great care of us. Yes, he does. But, um, but in real Reading and going through all the applications, which is funny. Another thing, people like are always like, you actually do it? Yes, yes. I actually do. So I had such a good time reading the the girls because we've gone through the girls. We haven't gotten to the boys yet and their acceptance. Um, and the question this year, every year for Cam Kizzy in the application, um, there's an essay question. This year, the essay question is, if you were running for president, what would your platform be? And I was so amused, I was so proud, I was so in awe at the different opinions that all of these little girls had. The biggest thing that was amazing to me is how many of them, when asked what their platform would be, Mm -hmm. spoke to women and the inequality in wages. And I thought for a 12-year-old to several 12-year-olds, Not just like one, two, you know, because my camp is for kids 11 through 16. 
and there were so many kids um so many of the girls spoke to that, spoke to the importance of women and that we deserve to, you know, have the same equal pay for the same equal work. Like they did their research. They yes. were like, you know, women make, you know, 60, if you're an African-American American woman, I can't even remember. It was like 69 cents on the dollar of a man. Versus, oh, yeah. They, they, on it. they knew. That's crazy. And then one of the little girls, I can't remember her name right now, but I love that. You know, she even spoke to the fact my platform first, she would be as the first woman who is going to, you know, be elected president. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days later, we have our first nominee. We'll we'll presume right now everyone's forecasting for Hillary Clinton to be the Democratic Party's nominee for president. And regardless of what your opinions are about Hillary Clinton, this is a monumental time in history. It is. Really is first an African American president and now a woman. What are your thoughts? I'm glad that we're making a lot of progress mm-hmm. as a country, but I do feel we have a long way to go. Yeah, and these little girls they brought that out. Like, mm-hmm. of course, yes, we have a female Democratic candidate, but at the same time, there's so many inequalities when it comes to women's rights mm-hmm. in America. So, I just feel it's a time for growth. Yeah. It's definitely a time for growth. And there are so many really cute, I'm just going to, I mean, these kids talked on everything from the transgender issues to um, minorities and education to police brutality, um, even abortion and health care. I think one of my favorite um, little quotes, I'm trying to see if I can find it for you. One of my little girls, she was speaking of health care and she said uh, something something to the effect, her name is Imani, and she said that instead of Obamacare, it would be Imani-care. Imani. It, was, it was just so cute. I loved, you know, the amazing ideas the girls were having from, you know, their stance on, like, cigarette and marijuana use to, I mean, they talked about some pretty heavy topics. They did, and I was glad to look and see that a lot of these young girls did their research. Yes. It wasn't like they just gave some frou-frou opinion. Oh, I'm going to be the female president, and I'm going to give out free this and free that. Like, these young girls did their real they research. They had work cited. Yes. They had all types of stuff, and I was just really, really impressed. Um, but but coming back to, you know, everything going on in the presidential race, you know, I like to do a lot of different things at the show and we talk about pretty much what's going on and we really can't avoid it with um, with everything that's happening. You can't. Uh, so it's just it's hard because I know people have their their varying opinions. Um, a lot of people, you know, oh, I have Imani's essay now. Let me see so I can give you the exact verbiage of my little my little friend. She said, um, I'm going to have to come back to it because I can't find it immediately. But, um, oh, God, this is James. You hear James in the background starting starting shit? Yes. Starting shit. (laughs) Talking about you worked with, yes, and he does not have my vote. It's very Mm -hmm. simple. (laughs) Does not. Um, The thing that disturbs me most, and I believe I've said that, is how divisive he is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sad that in this day and age that even a handful of people, let alone it's way more than a handful for him to be the Republican nominee, of people in this country feel that way. But one thing that I know me and my brothers always talk about is just how 
there still people living that were fighting for the civil rights movement, for um, equal rights for African Americans and to end racism and segregation, just how those people are still alive, so are the people on the other side of that fight. So it's just sad. You know, it's mm-hmm. just really, really sad. And I think the funniest thing when it was um, with Rodney Jordan, correct? That's yes. it. When he was here, when he was like, when he made the comment about Trump talking about deporting immigrants when all he married was some immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> I cried. I think that sentiment right there, like, just sums up his whole hypocrisy. Yes. Just sums it up. Uh, I know there's a lot going on right now. How do you feel about, like, Hillary and all this email stuff and... Yeah, you didn't well, know about no, the email stuff? I didn't know. Where she was, where she, Jean's like, what? <laughs> where she, um, like the FBI, they, you know what I gotta say? They've done a really good job of kind of like sweeping that under the rug. Like for that to have been as, they, they, Hillary got some goons on her side, man. I ain't oh. even mad at her. Because the fact that that isn't, like you don't know about it, speaks volumes to the PR campaign that they've been able to do to kind of minimize literally all I saw in the news last night when they were talking about her giving her speech when Mm -hmm. she announced like she was making history regardless of how you may feel she's she's making making history history. and that's all they talked about James well I I said I wouldn't say anything on this one but uh No, she actually, yeah, she's got a, a team of uh, SEO people, you know, search engine optimization, mm-hmm. so certain stories will, like, get buried. Um, but she has a really good crew that, uh. that handles all that kind of stuff. But I can't believe you haven't heard about it. I mean, you literally you type in her name, like, H-I-L-L, and it, like, will auto go to Hillary Clinton email scandal. Oh, my goodness. But basically, yeah. she was using, like, private, because, you know, you're talking about sensitive stuff. She was one of the most high-ranking Secretary, of, of, Secretary State. of State dealing with... Some stuff, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it, like serious stuff, but wasn't using the government secure email she, server. She had her own server. She had her at, own server. Like in a oh. mom, mom and pop thing, which is you know a big no-no, but uh, the State Department asked for a lot of the emails that she had, something like 60,000, and she deleted like 30,000. Um, so that was kind of a... Wow. A, problem that was a problem. i must have been under a rock no I definitely it, you but then, you know it's it's crazy though because that's important because a lot of people are you so i wouldn't even think of it you know it just is what it is but yeah so and it's 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 interesting and I've, I've heard it's more about the 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 clinton foundation as well okay. because during her time and i'm just just i take no side on any of this but this is just you know the, the facts during her time as secretary of state Bill Clinton would get these like hundreds of thousand dollars speaking fees, ironically for a country or something that they were involved with or something with the state. It was it was mm. um, suspect, or some people think it is suspect. So. Yeah, some people feel it's like a lot of murky business, um, you know. And then on the other hand, Bernie, I feel that Bernie Sanders did a really good job of kind of invigorating the base in terms of people who are feeling disenfranchised Mm -hmm. and feeling um, kind of over the whole political process with the political, political people. He kind of gave a fresh voice to that. Mm -hmm. Um, My hope now is that if Hillary, you know, Hillary is going to be the candidate, that now, and this is always the funny thing for me that I think is so interesting, that when you're having your two-party races, when it's, you know, the Democrats fighting to see who would be the candidate, the Republicans fighting, then how do you come together? Then after right. you talked all this shit, exactly. how do you then unify the party? 
and rally everyone underneath the one person. So it's going to be really interesting to me to see how they do that. But I feel like Donald Trump has helped them do that. Yes. Because if you don't, you may not like Hillary. You may have wanted Bernie or you may with whoever you wanted. You may have wanted somebody else. But you sure as hell probably don't want Trump. Exactly. <laughs> That's why people have to vote. Yeah. You have to vote. Yeah. Absolutely. Is Hillary going to choose um, a vice Bernie? president? That would be kind of gangster, but I don't. It's going to depend. Yeah, there's there's a lot of lot on the table in that. But the way I feel right now, I would vote for a freaking banana, you know, <laughs> um, just as long as that banana would, you know, get our balance, get our finances in order, and you know, it's just funny how the government. Like I think of it like a household. You wouldn't sit and have be drowning in credit card debt and go, oh yeah, let's go out and buy another car. Mm-hmm. You know, it just and that's kind of how I feel like the government's being run right now. You know, just we're just. Spending, Piling up and yeah, spending dead. money we don't have, you know. But um, if that banana could get us straight, mm-hmm. I'd vote for that banana today. <laughs> yeah, I feel that the fiscal part is important, but I also feel as though a piece that people are missing is that they're still the representative of this country to the world, and we still are in a global society and we do business with other people. And it's important that you have a person who has the capability to to do that Mm -hmm. Um, and also to address the needs of this country, of the people of this country. And it's not just balancing the budget. It's, you know, making sure that we have the services that we're paying for that, you know, from dealing with, you know, the police issues and the, the laws and making sure that we're in a fair society where everyone is, is treated equally in terms of if you do a crime, whether you're a law enforcement person or not, mm-hmm. that that you're still held accountable. Um, that I feel like you know Obama was definitely on a on a good road with the whole healthcare piece, but I do feel it has some bugs that need to be worked out with it. Like it doesn't make sense that we're in this country that's you know the greatest in the world, but we have so many people poor, so many people you know lacking access to. Healthcare, like mm-hmm. basic things, education, like this education system, is a joke. It is. It's a joke. Um, you know, now having a third, now fourth grader in the house, there's so much of a responsibility that re- the parents have to pick up the slack on what these children are being taught, even in a good school district. Right. So I can't imagine what's going on in the hood. Oh my goodness. But sometimes I feel the way like the school system goes, they try to filter like the history and things that children learn. And I'm glad that you said that one of my little girls from, she was from South Carolina and her platform was education. And in her school, they only get textbooks once every 15 years. And she was speaking to how outdated the history was that in her book, she doesn't know about Black Lives Matters. In her books, they don't talk about the bombings in France. In her Mm. books, they don't talk about, like there was so much that she was saying. She was like, we don't learn about this in school. We're learning about stuff that in history is now. And she was maybe 12, this little girl who wrote this essay. And it just broke my heart, you know, that she was recognizing, well, it was, I was proud and it broke my heart at the Mm -hmm. same time that she was recognizing the inequalities in education and that she, it just, you know, and that she recognized she was getting something inferior. Right. And she was like, you know, kids should get books at least every five years. And I really wanted to tell her, sweetie, even five years is outdated. It is. (laughs) Even five years. 
I no. think like the system, I think you're supposed to get at least every two years, you're supposed to get a new history book, a new math book also. Right. And I even saw that like with what, what I've learned is that they teach the children nowadays to regurgitate the information, not to be critical thinkers. They teach them their version of history to fill in the blank on a test, but not for them to understand exactly. um, the process and how we got here. I, having two kids, they do a lot of stuff online now. Yeah, um, which is you know, and you keep that up to date. And there's a lot of sites, and, and they're they're actually pretty pretty helpful, you know. Yeah. But I know every school is different, and that's the that's the thing, you know. I, I don't know what's going on in the school down the street, or but you know, just concentrate on the, the one my kids are at. But uh, one interesting thing, back to uh, on the the Trump and just kind of uh, out in the world. Did you see the Parliament had a meeting about Donald Trump, and it was absolutely hysterical. They were, I mean, no. they they are not happy. Uh, with him, they were just it, it, very proper British, you yeah, know. Yeah, so a buffoon. Phyllis, because, you, because James has British roots, so I'm. Yeah. Sure. So it's, it's a buffoon, a total buffoon. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty sorry. funny. That is funny, but I mean, and it's crazy because the rest of the world is really looking at us, and they're like, "These people are some idiots." Yes, <laughs> they're really calling us idiots, and I can't even, I can't even be mad at them. I can't either. It's, I mean, honestly, when you have someone like that representing our country, they're going to think that that's everyone. Like people overseas, I hate to, I don't want to bash the Kardashians, but when people look at that and they look at love and hip-hop Atlanta, they think like that's what America is. That's yeah. what people are. Real here. housewives. And yes. Like one of our biggest, our biggest exports is entertainment in this country. Mm-hmm. That's what, and people, that may be the only interaction they have with someone, and then that colors their opinion of everyone who looks like them. Exactly. Everyone who looks like them. And I don't realize, I don't feel that we realize the responsibility and the power that we have specifically through our media mm-hmm. and through our television shows and our movies. And they, like, we are the, we're, we're it when it comes to that. Exactly. We are it. I was so going to say something. You said something about the Kardashians. Oh. And what did you say <laughs> about, you were talking um, about- just the image that a lot of people have. Oh, love and hip-hop. Love and hip-hop. This okay. is so sidebar. Anyone who knows me know that I am like the queen of a random sidebar. Random sidebar. Has nothing to do with anything. But you said love and hip-hop. And I really don't watch that show because I promise I lose brain cells like every time I do. And no, no, you know, I don't mean it in an offensive way. People are doing what they do to earn right, their, their right. money. It's just not my cup of tea. However, I was flipping and I saw one of the most disturbing things on TV I have ever seen in my 37 years of life. I'm flipping, and I see Mama D in the bed making out with her husband. They were past making out. No, it was like granny soft porn. And I was, my mouth was, I was like speechless. It was so, it was so funny. I'm sitting on the couch and then all I hear is pass the lube. I said, oh, I can't do this. (laughs) I was like, you have got to be kidding me right now. Did they really just do this on TV? And so I called Shardy, like, Shardy. I was like, I I can't. Like, what, what? Are they really showing them in the bed about to do it? Talking about lube? you saw it. Now you understand why I had to turn. I was like, no. I oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I 
guess old people got to do it too, but damn. I don't need like, the visual. I don't need the visual. And then talking about his inability to, to, get, it to get it up. And I was just like, as we, sorry, as we digress. Yes. But I just had to give my opinion on that. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. No. Okay, so let's get back to this. Wait, how, how do you go from... From uh, talking politics to granny porn. I don't know. That's just, I mean, that's, that's how the me. show is. It's just. That's me. I can't help it. Random she, sidebars. She, random sidebar. That's, Charity is used to my random sidebars. Because I could be talking about something completely left and then go all the way right. And then come back. So we can come back. But I had to say that because I wasn't ready for granny porn. We always come back. Always come back. But you know what we can do? We can take a quick break. Um, Cause it's about that time, but stay tuned right here at Candidly Keisha. We'll be right back with more. We're random sidebars over, so we'll, we'll continue on with you know the political discussion. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. So I have absolutely worn my twenty four seven t shirt bra way too much. I have to add another one to my collection. What I love about it is whether you're wearing a t-shirt, whether you're wearing a dressy like button down shirt, it is seamless and you don't see that like weird line or any of like the weird little, uh, you know how like if you wear a lacy bra, you'll see the imprint in your shirt. So it fits good. It looks good and it feels good. Third Love stands behind this product so much that they're willing to let my listeners try this bra for free. Just pay for shipping, wear it for 30 days. You can take the tags off, wear it, wash it. I mean, really, really try this bra out. If you love it, you keep it. They charge a card. If you don't love it, which I can't see you not doing, they you just send it back for free and your card will not be charged. Don't know your size? A friendly online fit specialist will help you find your perfect fit. Go to thirdlove.com forward slash candid with a K to get started. So we are back here at Candid Keisha. <laughs> it's just a casual Friday with Shardy and James in the studio yes. talking about politics and granny porn. <laughs> 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 but bringing it back to center, mm-hmm. back to what we were talking about, we finally found the excerpt from Imani's, um, her Imani's from, let me, I can't remember exactly. Is she in Florida? Imani's in Florida. Mm-hmm. I won't give her a whole name, but this is one of my favorite excerpts. She says, as president, you should be able to take care of everyone and help the country become a better place. With a new health care, it can be similar to Obamacare, but much better called Care. Remember, her name is Imani, okay? She's 12. I love this. Where, where you aren't limited to anything, all the taxes you pay will cover some of your health care. Your health is important and exactly why we have um, to come help you. He who has health has hope. He who has hope has everything. I said, well, go on and get it, little boo. So we had so many cute little girls who had, and I think my other favorite one is, you know how at the end of like presidential announce, like whenever it's like a commercial, it's like, mm-hmm. I am such and such, and I have approved this message. So we had a couple little girls, Kennedy and Christian, said, I am Kennedy Prather, and I approve this message. (laughs) I thought it was so cute and funny. And the reason I chose this topic is because it's always important with the questions that I give the kids to see their personality and see who they are and see their worldview And I try to pick things that allow them to be creative, but also pull them into 
the moment of what's happening in their world right now. Um, last year was like Black Lives Matter. And mm. I think I gave the girls like a story about like a magical dog. And I gave them two essays last year. One was uber creative just to see that piece of them. And then the other was about integrity. So mm. I try to balance it to see both sides of the child. But it is funny because we put on bold writing and visit. We are actually in the process of, of revamping um, campkizzy.org and it's K-A-M-P-K-I-Z-Z-Y.org. And please go to it. Um, we're adding new new content daily. Mm-hmm. But on the application, the application is no longer up because we've already sent out our acceptances. Um, it says, do not write your child's essay for you. <laughs> we had to say that. It's sad that we have to say that. This is the essay to be completed by your child, child. not you. Never fails. We always get a couple essays that you could tell somebody's mama wrote. Mm-hmm. And then, then I have to call people. I had to do this this year. One little girl, she was 11. And when I tell you this sentence structure paragraph was that of a college student, <laughs> it was so, she was using words that she don't, I was looking at this like, okay. So I got halfway through it. And my mom is, who's my, who's my executive director. I'm like, pull her file. We go on. And the only reason she was someone who came recommended through like, Someone, a friend of a friend, someone who's a supporter of Camp Kizzy. So I was like, even though I hadn't, didn't know the little girl, because there have been instances when I've known like a girl who's been returning, you know, last year or the year before one tried to submit the same essay again. Oh, right. Yeah. So there have been some of those instances. This one. So I had to call her. And it's so funny to me because the mamas always and the parents always like, well, see what happened was I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I was like, (laughs) don't lie for your child. Don't lie for your child. (laughs) I said, I've been doing this a long time and I can tell the difference between an 11-year-old's essay, and a grown-up's essay. So I'm going to need her to rewrite this. If she wants to come to Camp Kizzy this year, she needs to rewrite this essay in her own words. If she feels very passionate about this topic, she can write it on the same topic, but it needs to be in her words and not yours. And her mom couldn't say anything after that. I was like, ma'am, we're not going to do this today. Your baby needs to rewrite this damn essay. Please and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And I looked at some of the, like, birthdays on the application. And they were the mama's birthday? Yes. I was like, really? Yes. You just gave your child away. Because like, they didn't fill this out. You filled out the application. <laughs> so, you know, it's not about it being perfect. Right. And it's funny because people feel like they know what I'm looking for, but they don't. Um, it's something that I know it when I see it and I can feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's about getting to know the personality of the child, you know, and parents, of course, help with the grammar, punctuation, help to, you know, organize the thoughts, but allow your children to do their own work because you're only handicapping them. Yes. Because what I did, oh, this is the other thing. What I did was, James, before... I, I said that. I talked to the little girl. I said, can I talk to, you know, such and such? Because I wanted to hear her. Because if this was naturally her vocabulary, you'd be able to hear it exactly. when you spoke with her. So I said, tell me about your essay. Why are you passionate about this? What is it about this topic? You know, I talked to her. Uh, well, I said, well, who helped you with this? Uh, my mom, what percentage of this would you say you did? Versus, uh, well, <laughs> so I was like, uh-uh, put your mom on the phone. She needs to read her essay. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying this, you know, I did, it did not mean that she, that she did not 
have the opportunity to come because when she redid it, she did a good job. And that's all I needed in the first place. Well, hopefully the parents know that no random person is reading these applications, looking at the profile. Keisha goes through it detail by detail. My mom be trying to hide them from me. Right. <laughs> She's like, no, you have already reached your quota. We cannot have any more kids this year. They'll have to come next year. I'm like, but mom. But the number is always larger than what we agreed to. But I did good this year. I did you really, did. really good. You did. You I'm did. very excited. I did well. I can't wait for all the fun stuff we have. And I can't wait to, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of different ideas with the camp and what we can do in terms of incorporating the political process, whether it's going to be, you know, some sort of, you know how back in the day you was like mock UN or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's maybe going to be dividing them up and then working on platforms together and, you know, like choosing that. and having to present in front of this is what I would do and this is, you know. So I'm, I'm thinking of some fun things, but also having it where they have to kind of research what's going on now. Like what are the things that um, with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, because by then it'll be confirmed who the candidates are. So I really, I think it's important to pull in, um, you know, real life. I get, uh, probably get some uh, interesting perspective on that too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did have one kid who you could tell had a very closed opinion of like transgender issues or mm-hmm. so, and I felt that she needed to be there because you could tell that she wasn't exposed to to people different from who than who she is. So we always use this as that opportunity too, because there's so much going on in the news with transgender. Even um, we did our first LGBTQ um, workshop in Camp Kizzy a couple years ago, and it was really it was really interesting. And I'm glad that I did it because what people don't realize is they're like, oh, we can't talk about this with children, or it's this or it's that. Well, A, you don't know how many children are struggling with those kind of identity issues. Mm-hmm. And B, you have no clue how many kids have two mommies or two daddies. Or, you know, and by opening up that discussion, it allowed children who fell in either of those categories to be able to feel free and to talk about it and to not feel as though they had to hide or be shamed. Right. Have, have you seen the show uh, on ABC, uh, Meet the O'Neill, or the, the Real O'Neills? I yeah. haven't. It's it's an interesting um, storyline. It's uh, this in Chicago. Uh, the dad's a cop. The mom's a traditional housewife. You know, very big Catholic family. You know, very 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 uh, uh, involved in the church. And mm-hmm. the mom is like the one that does the bake sales and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and uh, the kids go to go to Catholic school there. But uh, behind closed doors, the the parents are getting divorced. The son is gay. You know, and he's going through all this, but he's, it, it, but it, it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a funny show, but it's oh, interesting how this. they, yeah, how they, they address it in, uh, in the school, you know, no, and deals with him, you know, him being gay. And, uh, it's funny, like one of the last episodes, they were, uh, doing prom and trying to hook him up with the guy and all, but it, it's interesting, you know, so, uh, it is because so many people, you know, they want to, they're so afraid of others' opinions mm-hmm. and they want their, and I say this all the time, like, so many people rather look happy and be crazy than be crazy and then look crazy and be happy. So people mm-hmm. rather look happy and be crazy than to be happy and look crazy. Did I say that right? Yeah, you I said think that I did. Right. No, you said it right. And that's always 
for lack of a better term, no pun, well, pun intended, crazy to me. (laughs) No, it really, really is. Um, Because there's so many people and the power comes in sharing your story. The power comes in um, not being silent. And I feel so many people out of shame or out of fear of judgment or whatever reason or whatever's going on in their life choose to be silent and don't realize how many people's lives they can be helping by simply sharing their story. Mm -hmm. How many people they can be empowering to make that difficult decision just by sharing their story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Happiness is now. We were just talking about that. We were just talking about that at breakfast is that so often people are like, oh, when I do this or when I lose this weight or when I get married or when whatever your win is, then this will. No, life is now. Happiness is now. You know, there's nothing you need to be waiting for. Embrace and live in this very moment. It makes me not want to rush the journey. I just need to enjoy life as it comes every day, take every moment and just choose to be happy absolutely enjoy that moment absolutely and even in this you know bringing it back to the political election you know we still have a long way to go so we have to just continue the journey continue to do your own research continue to just allow this process is just going to evolve and there are going to be new things believe you they got a whole lot of stuff they still (laughs) got to pull out their sleeve this is just beginning so i'm excited to kind of see how it all unravels see how it all unfolds and, you know, regardless of how you feel about Hillary, I, I have to say as a woman, I'm proud that our country has gotten to the place to elect a woman as a candidate. This is monumental, regardless of how you feel about her personally. It's monumental. So, well, on that note, I guess we could uh, close out today. This is fun. <laughs> was fun. Thanks, guys. I love just chopping it up with you guys. It's crazy because so often I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about today. And then it just comes together. It so, always does. Always, always does. does. Always does. I, I still can't believe you, Shardy can't swim. That's like... <laughs> still... <laughs> no, here's the thing, real quick. I've tried. I've had people try to teach me. I've had lessons. I can swim across the pool underwater. But the issue is floating. I've had someone hold me up in the water, let me go, and I literally sink flat to the bottom of the pool. Really? Every time. Like when you were a kid, you didn't want to like... I did. That was that was the problem. You just don't I, have enough body fat or something. Because if you have body be. fat, you're buoyant. You just be floating. Everybody, <laughs> the lifeguards are holding everybody. And it's like, we're going to let you go. You know, inhale, hold a lot of air, you know, think like... Everybody's just kind of floating. They're kind of, you know, going you just, midway But you can down. also kind of, like, move your arms and legs a little bit to kind yeah. of. When, when you're in the shower, you like, oh, oh like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, don't drown me. No, I love water. I just, it's not my best friend right now. It just doesn't want to cooperate it's, with it's, me. It's okay, Shardy. We'll blow up the kiddie pool in the backyard for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm infamous for sitting in the shallow end. Some, some floaties on you. Right. Oh, God. I'm not going to do the floaties, but I will sit we in could the shallow bl- We could bling them out. Right. Blinged out floaties. Look at my muscles. <laughs> I might. I might. So, listen, if we get Shardy to put some blinged out floaties on, I'm going to take a picture and put it on my Instagram. <laughs> because it is going to be worth seeing. Absolutely hilarious. And if I do that, I have to know how to swim by the end of that. And then okay. You, I have to. And you need a crunk cup to match it. Yeah. <laughs> And a grill. <laughs> Actually, oh, on you, a grill. 
I promise you I want a girl. All I have to say That's is, why I got braces. Y'all talk about my sidebars. <laughs> we are talking about Shardy with blinged out floaties, a grill, a and a crunk I just want a bottom girl. <laughs> I feel like people's breath stink who wear those. I know that's, take it in and, and out I'm sorry. Clean it. I know that's a judgment. No, it's the permanent I'm sorry, ones that. But I feel like that is like the recipe to halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It is if you don't properly clean it mm-hmm. and you don't properly clean your mouth. Like it's not something you keep in while you're eating and right. you wear all day. I just really like wanna... imagine getting a strawberry seed stuck under that. That's horrible. Ugh. Horrible. Or, or meat. Ooh. Ooh. It'll sour after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. Now that we've covered politics, Camp Kizzy, grills, and granny porn, it is time to go. For real, for real. But you guys have an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. And we'll be right back, right here, same time, next week. This is Candidly Keisha. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.